Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of What Pad Reads. This is the final episode in this season, but don't worry, season two is gonna be out shortly. Just be sure to message me so I can get your views ready for the next season. Who knows, maybe you can be the first episode in season two. That'll be awesome. So, in this episode, I'm going to be reviewing the book Discover Soulmate. It has... One minute, guys. This is so weird, Like When you go on one thing on Wattpad, and then it just magically exits you out. But anyway, so Discover Soulmate has 18,000 reads. Oh my gosh, 18,000 reads. Good job, author ILY underscore Ari underscore Grande, which means I love you, Ariana Grande. Good job, congratulations, 18,000 reads, 2,000 votes, and 46 parts. So I'm just gonna go ahead and read this summary for you. It's a bit short. Here goes Everyone is born with a true soulmate. At least, that's what Imogen's being told. But at 16, she's never been very good at doing anything she's told to do. Struggling against a society that never accepted her in the first place, the last thing she wants is to be stuck in a marriage she never wanted. As secrets about her family start to unravel before her eyes, she finds that perhaps there's more to her story than she could ever have imagined. With her future uncertain, she must find a way to forge ahead, even if it means sacrificing everything she once stood for. And the tags are action, bad boy, drama, fantasy, heartbreak, high school, love. So basically, it's a fantasy romance type feel book. I think it would still fall fall under teen fiction. But let's get into it. I'm going to read the next, the first chapter for you. Why was he talking to me? The last time he spoke a word to me was during freshman year, and it was only because I intentionally came up with a plan to get him to speak to me. For the longest time, I used to have the biggest crush on him. Unlike the rest of the meatheads on the football team, Drew was sweet and thoughtful. I've only spoken to him five times, but there has definitely been a connection. Of course, it could have just been me. Hard to notice anything when he'd look at me with eyes the color of emeralds, and then he'd smile. Boy could have done toothpaste commercials. I decided not to pursue the crush anymore. It was just a dumb little girl phase. It wasn't like I really liked him or anything. It's your birthday, isn't it? He asked crossing his arms, showcasing the biceps trying to pop out of his shirt. My heart started beating irregularly, seeing his veins in full display. I raised one of my brows. Yeah, how did you know? I said, feeling the annoying butterflies erupt in my stomach. A little bird told me, he joked, biting his lip while eyeing me up and down. I giggled at his joke, trying to figure out what else to say to him. Suddenly, the bell rang, and I closed my locker, grabbing my bag. I nod awkwardly. I'll see ya, I said, and rushed to class, baffled by what little bird he could possibly be referring to. Honey, change into something fancy, my mother suggested, her lips flashing a wide grin. 
My eyes instantly rolled, wanting to disappear for the night. Fine. I rushed up to change, grabbing my black leather dress. I whiffed my hair into two pigtails. At the last minute, I decided I should top off my outfit with some combat boots. Finishing up, I get ready to leave my room and barely notice my glasses lying on the bed. Not wanting to go through the work of getting my contacts on, I reach for them and put them on. I prepared myself for to face mom's nagging. Where are your contact lenses? My mother asked as soon as I walked down. Don't even start, mom. I'm not putting on contacts just for this. End of discussion. Okay, alright. I just think you look better without the glasses. Yeah, I know, mom. I heard you the first time. I huffed placing my loose hair strands behind my ear. Okay, fine, honey, get in the car. I grabbed the keys from her hand and walked down the driveway to the car. I got in the car and mom drove me to the government brick house called Euphoria. Euphoria is massive. I had to crane my neck to take in the full view of the white pillars. Its red and brown bricks gave the building an old appearance. I sat there mesmerized by the giant waterfall in front of the building surrounded by beautiful fresh flowers i hope there's someone in there to tell me where to go because i would be lost in a second we parked right by the front and i started to feel nervous i bite my lip fidgeting with the edge of my dress mom do you have any advice my mother placed her hand on my thigh letting out a sigh emmy you might not let your soulmate but life keeps going now hurry and go in she unlocked the car shooing me out of it well, thanks, Mom, I exhaled loudly, dreading what's coming next. There were police officers right out in front to keep everyone safe. I showed them my ID to prove I was 16. They opened the door for me, and another officer inside opened the other. I thanked them both, and I entered the building. The brightness of the room made me squint. My shoes clicked against the floor as I walked to the front desk. An older woman sat behind, focusing intently on her computer screen. What do you want? She snapped, sending a shiver down my spine. I'm here to find out about my soulmate, I mumbled, fidgeting with my foot. She sighed, lifting herself from her seat. Make two rights and a left. I started going on my merry way, following the direction that she pointed towards. Midway through, I lost track of the directions and couldn't decide if it was two lefts or two rights. Eventually, I found a room that had the word soulmate on top of it. Wow, moments from now, I'll be facing my biggest fear. I guess this is the room, I mumbled, trying to take deep breaths before going in. I opened the door slowly, causing it to creak. I kept my, place, my pace slow, not being able to see in the dark. This isn't how I imagined it going. A lamp sat on the table, acting as the only light source for the room. Surprisingly, I avoided tripping as I made my way around. I noticed someone sitting at the desk and started walking towards it. The man there played creepily with his fingers, not uttering a sound until I arrived. You must be Imogen. How the hell does he know that? I can't be the only one with a birthday today. Um, yes? It's your turn to find out your soulmate. Yeah, I said, clasping my hands together. That's why I came here. His finger pointed up at me. Don't give me an attitude. I lifted my hand and positioned it on the desk. The man put his hand on my wrist, 
pain instantly searing through me. It felt as if needles dipped in alcohol were constantly stabbing me through my skin. I started to feel a tear form from the intense pain. No one mentioned this would hurt. I have never felt unbearable pain in all my 16 years. Now I really wish this day would just end. Why do I have to go through so much to find out who my soulmate is? Finally, he lets go of my wrist and the pain disappeared with his touch. It's done. Check when you go home. He motioned for me to exit. I nodded, taking in what just happened. I walked slowly back toward the main entrance, holding my wrist. I waved goodbye to the cruel lady at the desk, but she ignored it. I thanked the pleasant police officers on the way out and wished them goodnight. My mom's car is still parked by the front. She was smiling brightly as I walked over. I waited 16 years for that? I wasn't expecting a life-defining moment, but come on. My arms still ached from the man's grasp, and my wrist felt itchy. At least it's all over now. The only way to salvage this day is to go home and eat cake. How was it? My mother asked, putting her hand on my shoulder. Terrible. Can we go home? I'm tired. I really just want to get home and check things on my phone. All that pain took a lot of energy up from me. Frankie should have warned me about how painful it would be. Her birthday was a few months ago, but so she had experienced it already. I will be sending her a slightly mean text. Once we reached the house, I went straight to my room to sleep. My bed was calling my name and I collapsed in it, losing the urge to devour my cake. After I checked my messages from Frankie, I turned off my light. I laid in bed, twisting and turning, not being able to fall asleep. I couldn't sleep, feeling my wrist beginning to irritate me. My wrist started to ache with unbearable pain. My arm felt like it was replaced with ice and electricity. Like a reflex, I ripped off the bandage and gasped. I didn't mean to. I tried to cover my wrist again. I struggled to make the adhesive stay, but it's too late. The tape fell to the floor and my gaze unwillingly goes to my wrist. Chapter 1 Birthday Emojin When the tape on my wrists pulls, the name of my soulmate underneath appears. I've had it since I was born. There never has been a case of someone removing it before they came of age. Somehow, the elders on the council would know. I stared at the flat gray tape, the shine worn off after years of showering and aging. Everyone is supposed to have a soulmate. I heard if there is no name underneath, it means no soulmate, and you vanish from the earth like dust in the air. Today is my 16th birthday, the day I've been dreading for years. I've never liked the idea of being forced to be with someone. I wanted to have the choice to, of being with the person I love, not the person I'm supposed to be with. You couldn't just rip the tape off. When I was younger, I would try to tug on it. Even in the shower, it doesn't even become damp. It's attached to your skin till you're 16 when you go to the council and have them do their little magic trick. How am I supposed to believe in soulmates when I think about my mother's relationship with my father? Their relationship is a perfect example of a soulmate connection not working. I should have a choice. My heart pounded as I thought about the name underneath the tape. Honestly, the whole concept of soulmates just feels kind of weird to me. Like, 
why should I have to listen to some name on my arm? How could a relationship be meant to be if it was forced from the start? Never one to dress up. I grabbed an oversized hoodie, gray, like my mood, as I braided my string black hair down my back. I have the worst eyesight, so I usually wear large black glasses. But if I'm feeling special, the contacts will come on. I've had them since third grade, so I'm used to them. Besides, every time I take my glasses off, people look at me like I'm an alien. My phone started buzzing. I looked down to see it was a message from Frankie. Happy birthday, Amy! A smile crept on my face upon viewing the attached picture of her in bed. She was always the first person to greet me on my birthday. Ever since our early childhood, we had been drawn to each other like magnets. It was funny considering the only thing we had in common was our views on soulmates. We pledged when we were 10 years old to never look at our wrists until we were older. Our personalities are polar opposites, but it makes us match so well. Second grade is where it all started. It was at lunchtime and I had brought my favorite juice box. But as I was walking to the lunchroom, this short, curly-haired girl bumped into me, leading me, leading to my juice landing on the ground. She turned around, horrified at the mess she'd caused, and I started apologizing profusely. I started having a tantrum and got taken by the teacher. Later, during recess, she offered me a juice box for the one she'd spilled, and I decided to call it a truce. We sat there giggling about what happened and, well, the rest is history. I quickly applied some light makeup to help me from looking like a walking zombie. The smell of eggs and bacon wafted from the kitchen into my bedroom. My mom must be home cooking, fav cooking my favorite breakfast. I smiled and headed downstairs. Hey honey, she said. Hey mom. I bet she forgot it's my birthday. My mother has been a single mother since I could remember. She always wanted me to do my best, but spent most of her time working. She rarely remember I'd existed most of the time. I don't really blame her. There are other things to worry about more than me. Happy birthday, my mom squealed, shaking my body excitedly. Oh, you remembered for once, mom. I sarcastically answered, waiting for her to let go of me. Of course, Emmy. It's a special day, she smiled brightly, her wrinkle lines appearing. I rolled my eyes, dreading the conversation I knew was coming, just because of the soulmate thing. She's always wanted me to know who I will marry. I don't know why. Every time I asked, she changed the subject. I just know she married her soulmate, but he left when I was younger. She never mentions him, and I don't really ask. When she's around, we usually have other things to worry about. Yes, it's very important. This will make or break you. Well, mom, I'm going to be late. I grabbed a piece of toast, kissed my mom's cheek, and dashed out the door. I get to the school entrance and wave at Kenny. Being friendly with the security guard has its perks, like turning a blind eye when I feel like ditching. The halls were full, and as I walked through, I was forced to push through the horde of students. Turning down one of the halls, I caught sight of my locker, completely blue like a robin's egg. I punched in the combination as I noticed a familiar figure in the corner of my eye. Hey, Mojin, a deep voice called out. 
the boy shut his locker. Hey, I turned my head, coming face to face with Andrew, with Drew, who was leaning against his locker. I felt the butterflies in my stomach and my nerves go on edge. Why am I getting nervous? He's just a normal boy who's talking to me. I don't like him whatsoever. Wait. Okay, so let's get into the review part of it. First off, I would just like to send a shout out to this author. Um, she's been waiting for such a long time and she's been so patient about it. So shout out to you. Your book is so deserving of this review. And I hope you get thousands more reads from it because you are so patient. <laughs> so let's get into it. I love the way it starts off with something attention grabbing. Um, I'm immediately trying to vision what's being said. When she was talking about um, when the tape on my wrist pulls, the name of my soulmate underneath appears. And I think that's just, that's a good technique. You put something eye-catching to immediately grab your reader's attention. I know my attention was grabbed. And I just wanted to find out, okay, why? What's going on here? Like, you know, let's get to the bottom of it. So yeah, I think that was super, super smart. The sentence, I wanted to have the choice of being with the person I love, not with the person I'm supposed to be with, is so true. And when I read that, I was like, yes, that is so true. Because in today's society, in today's world, we're... Uh, or people are like pushing us to be with or who quote-unquote fits our image or who we think or who people think is best for us or who, who looks the cutest on the Instagram pictures and it's like no like what I don't love them I want to be with somebody that I want to be with I had a choice in choosing or my heart did not with somebody that I felt was chosen for me you know so that sentence i just just say kudos for putting that in there for writing that it was so beautiful and so true um i have to say the diction could be a little better um or more mature meaning not writing things like like the word like before you say something and then um leaving sentences incomplete um and I see she did say at the beginning of this chapter that she's still re-editing the beginning chapters because she wrote them a couple years back. And I get it. I do have um, my first book I wrote when I was kind of younger. And as I read over it, sometimes I'm a little bit cringing at it. So it's okay. Like, we, you know, we all make mistakes. It's fine. Um, so I just wish the internal monologue Emojin has with herself was better written and worded. You know, how she would just out of nowhere be like, I don't like him. Well, yeah, I do. Or, you know, I just wish it was better worded to show that she was talking to herself out of nowhere, out of the blue, you know. So that can be changed a little bit. Um, I like the little cliffhanger the first chapter ends with. I'm dying to find out what happens next. So I, I read a couple of the chapters. 
before I come and I write down with my I write my notes down and everything so I'm not just reading a couple words and then jumping on here no I read about 10 chapters of your book before I jump in so you know just putting that out there and yeah I I think how the author ended it really makes the readers come back or at least stay for another chapter to find out what happens and that's also a great technique that she did she started off with something eye-catching and she ended with a cliffhanger that was amazing good job there because she went to the place to euphoria to get the um tape moved off of her wrist to see find out what her soulmate's name was and she's not supposed to take like the bandage off until it's healed or something like that but it was like hurting so bad you know she just ripped it off unknowingly and it fell and she glanced down at her wrist obviously and she would have seen the name so and then that's where it ended i was like oh my gosh i wonder whose name is it i was kind of thinking it was drew the guy at the in the first chapter but you guys will just have to read to find out <laughs> um the fact that she has two names this is a bit of a spoiler alert but the author put it in there in the second chapter so i'm figuring it's not that much of a spoiler alert if she has it in there so early uh the fact that she has two names instead of one written on her wrist make makes for an interesting plot you know i just thought it was going to be one name and that person would be like the horriblest and i know that's not a word but the most horrible person ever and she had to, you know, live with that and live with that, quote unquote, live with that person and uh, find a way to love him. But, I mean, Drew has his moments. He was a bit of a jerk when he, when she was out with um, someone else. But it's just so interesting that she has two names and she has to find out who is her actual soulmate. And when she's with one and she, you know, the feelings grow that person's name gets darker and the other name fades a bit i just think that's so cool you know because it doesn't show her it, it's not being chosen for her so to speak it's her doing the choosing her figuring out who she likes better okay so i think that was so cool and um overall i think the storyline can hold my attention i'm not saying a lot because sometimes books at the beginning you're like okay what's going on i'm so confused i'm so lost but this book definitely hold my held my attention it's a great fantasy romance that starts off nice and sweet then gradually transforms into something super cool to read and i think that's a great thing that an author can do when they transform uh, or they just mold their story and take the readers on an emotional roller coaster and it's just so good i love when i can laugh when i'm reading a book or when i can feel embarrassment and just the whole thing is so cool i really really like it and i am going to rate this book a seven out of ten good job well that's it for this episode and for this season thank you so 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 much to all the listeners to everyone that subscribed to my podcast it means the world to me i truly appreciate you guys and shout out to every single um 
book that I reviewed, the authors, they do an amazing job with writing and they just put their heart out there. And I have the opportunity to review people's um, passion, people's work, and it's something that I do not take lightly. Lightly, I really love to do it and I think it's so amazing. And if you want your book reviewed, if you want the opportunity to gain reads and readers and votes and all of that, then let me know. Um, message me on any of my social medias. I'm on Instagram at roxy.ruby, R-O-C-Z-Y dot Ruby. I'm on Wattpad at misunderstood98. I'm on Twitter at Twitter at Green Tea Batty. I'm on Snapchat at Roxanne Ruby. Like, guys, hit me up on any of my social medias. If you just want to follow me, go ahead. Like, it's totally fine, guys. Seriously. <laughs> I really want to review your books because I know there are hidden gems out there. And they need to be seen. They need to be seen. Speaking of hidden gems, I've written a few books of my own. You can just go on my webpad profile. They're called Vanilla Twilight friends and understanding him please add to your libraries read them vote comment as much as possible i really appreciate it and i'll see you guys in the next episode and in the next season see you guys later